Hey everyone, welcome back to Run Jump Stomp, your uh, your daily dose, well, not daily, but almost daily dose of video game news. I'm Bill, I'm your host, let's get started. I want to start by talking about the PS5 dev kit. It has been leaked in, its all, in all of its glory, I will include a link in the show notes so that you can check it out. Uh, I, I don't like the design at all. It's just a dev kit, so there's still a chance that the retail version could be... Uh, more streamlined, more minimalistic, uh, more along the lines of current design philosophies. The the design of the of the PS5 dev kit is hideous. If you have not seen it, you've got to check out the show notes. It's it's really really ugly. But I will describe it to you. It is basically a normal looking console, with the exception that the top half of the console has a big triangular wedge removed from it and surrounded by vents. Now, why would they design it like this? I think that they design it like this because they know that we're gonna stack things on top of it, and it allows the vents to still push heat out. Um, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm using my PS4 Pro, that thing sounds like a jet engine every single time I play a, a demanding game. Like I was playing Apex Legends the other day, and during the title screen, it just, it sounds like a jet engine trying to take off. When I play uh, Mutant Year Zero on my PS4 Pro, again, it sounds really, really loud. And in order to keep that from happening, they need to make lots of vents so that they can, cl uh, so that they can quiet down the fans and have this thing perhaps maybe even do passive cooling rather than active cooling, which at the end of the day, I think would be great, but I don't like where they put the vents. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry about that. I'll try and remember to edit that out. Uh, I don't like where they put the vents. It's really ugly. And it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the uh, Panasonic Q, which was this weird GameCube that also was a DVD player. It was hideous. And at the time, I bet that a lot of people looked at it and said, oh man, that thing looks cool. It looks futuristic. But these days... I feel like we have matured in what we want our game consoles to look like. Not that it's really important what they look like, but I don't know. It's just hideous. The, the, the PS4 Pro, which I have, and I love my PS4. I think it's a great system. Uh, Sony's ridiculous um, uh, business practices, this generation aside, I love the PS4 Pro, and I'm a big fan of it. Um, but the PS4 Pro, I don't like its design. It's got this weird kind of wedge design where it's kind of tilted back. And as a content creator who sometimes has to unhook and rehook up my, uh, my consoles in different rooms or something, like if I want to record something, I have to bring it into the Nerd Nest, the office where I record, and record something there. And if I want to play it in another room, I got to unhook it and bring it in the other room. And the PS5 is always the one that I hate unhooking the most because plugging everything back in is a pain because of that wedge design. So I, I hope that this is not the final design. I hope that the retail design is very different. Well, okay, I know it's going to be very different because this has like dip switches and stuff on it. Which we're obviously not going to have that. But I hope that it doesn't have the ridiculous design of the, the weird V-shape. All right, let's uh, let's talk about um, Manifold Garden. It's a very very odd. Um, 
a first-person puzzle game. And if I were to tell you about any other first-person puzzle game, I would tell you about Portal. I would tell you about Antichamber. And they're both fantastic games. And I don't know yet if Manifold Garden is a fantastic game or not, but I did receive a review copy of it uh, through the Epic Game Store. And I played a, a little bit. You can see my video over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. It's really, really interesting. This game has been in development for seven years. Seven years. That's a long time for a game to be in development. Now, they originally were targeting um, Tom Strikes, who uh, was kind of working on this game. Uh, they said that this was going to come out in 2017, and then it didn't. And then 2018, and then it didn't. And now it came out in 2019, um, and the, you know, that's on the Epic Game Store. It's also going to come to Steam in 2020. So it looks like maybe, um, Epic Games threw a little money, uh, at, uh, at the developers in order to get it to come to that, that platform first. But the thing that I want to talk about is what kind of game this is. If you remember, um, oh God, what's the Christopher Nolan movie Inception, where the city kind of folds around upon itself. That is what Manifold Garden feels like. It feels like a, a world that folds in on itself. And basically, as you walk around, you can left-click to pick things up. And in order to open doors, you have to put the right thing in the right spot. And then you can right-click to change which direction is down. So if I'm looking at a wall in front of me, and I right-click on that wall, that wall will now become the floor and I will fall towards the floor. And I have to say, the feeling of falling in this game is intense, and it makes me a little bit nauseous as I fall. I cannot imagine playing this game in virtual reality, in VR, on like an Oculus or whatever. That would be very, um, like I would probably projectile vomit across the room if that happened. Um, just sitting in my, at my desk playing this game, I was like, whoa, that doesn't feel good. Especially because like, I was on the outside of a building and I decided to just jump off the building because I wasn't sure where to go. And that's when I realized that the world uh, loops around upon itself because I fell past the spot where I had just jumped off. And you can just keep falling forever until you find a spot to, to land on. And you, you basically have to navigate through this world, changing which direction is up and down and left and right, and uh, solve these puzzles in order to open up gates. It's very cool what I have played so far. Um, the, the nausea factor for me is really high. But keep in mind... I'm somebody who gets uh, motion sickness very, very easily. In fact, if I drive 10 minutes down the road, I have to be the one driving. I, I have trouble being in the passenger seat. I get really sick to my stomach. Uh, I can't go on rides anymore. When I take my when I, when my son was younger and we would go to the playground and sit on the swings, any time that I tried to swing with him, I would get really nauseous very, very quickly, almost instantaneously. So. Uh, I am very prone to uh, motion sickness, and this game induces it in me very quickly. That might not be the case for you. I don't know if uh, just watching the video will indicate to you whether or not it would make you sick because you're not the one controlling it. But if you're curious as to what this game looks like, 
check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp, and you can find out more. All right, Assassin's Creed creator says that he's slightly sorry about the Ubisoft tower craze. If you don't know what that is referring to, basically, I guess in the original Assassin's Creed, um, the way that you uncovered parts of the map would you you would go to a spot, climb to the top of a location, and that would uncover the map. Now, I guess that's been in a lot of games since then, but I never noticed it because I didn't play any real open world games until uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And in Bre Zelda Breath of the Wild, it's like one of my favorite, that's like one of my favorite mechanics. In fact, when I first played that game, that's how I spent my first 30 hours of the game was just uh, discovering towers, finding a tower, climbing it, and uncovering parts of the map. And that, like, it took me 30 hours of gameplay just to do that. It was amazing, and I loved it, and I thought it was so, so much fun. Uh, so basically, uh, I guess it's very, very common in most um, uh, open world ga games these days. And uh, the the original. Um, uh, oh God, I can't pronounce his name, Desolet. Uh, Desolet, he laughed at this and he said, uh, I don't know, man, honestly, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit saying that I, I, I wish that I hadn't come up with this mechanic, um, but if you're going to spend years on something, I hope that that happens. Uh, Breath of the Wild using it, like that's that's pretty amazing for, like that was very awesome for him, uh, but he's just like, that's a game where you could do anything, and once you finish the first half hour or so, now you've just got to climb towers to unfog the rest of the map. I'm sorry, it's my fault. Don't apologize, man. I think it's a cool mechanic, and I like it a lot, so thank you. I think that that's cool, and I think mo most open-world games should do that. I will say this. The one thing that I like about Breath of the Wild that other open-world games tend to do, I feel like, the wrong way, is in Breath of the Wild... It didn't suddenly show you all the points that you should go to when you uncovered it. It just said, okay, now you've uncovered it. Go explore. And in a lot of other games, like, um, well, I won't, I, won't, I won't single out a game, but in a lot of other games, when you uncover, like, a section of the map, then suddenly on the map you see all of these little icons where it's like, go here, go here, go here. And it kind of takes the exploration away from it. Uh, all right, I think that we are at 10 minutes, so I'm going to have to cut it off. I had some more stories to talk about today, but we'll have to save those for tomorrow. Anyway, uh, if you didn't know, I have other podcasts, Nintendo Switchcraft, Stadia Cast, coming soon on November 5th, 143 Pixels. And uh, I, I was also just featured on Podcast Insider, uh, which you can check out over at podcastinsider.com. I think that episode comes out on Thursday. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.